If you're not reaching your financial potential, you're going it alone as a solopreneur, or you're lacking fulfillment and meaning in your life, then this podcast is for you. In each and every episode, Rock helps you create breakthroughs and results so you can live life on your terms. So get ready to unleash more money, time, and magic in your life. Here's your host, Rock Thomas. Hey, before we get started today, I want to remind you that if you want more out of your life, there is another way. Whether you're lacking momentum in your business, you don't have a supportive environment, or you're tired of not living in your gifts and finally want to live a life that excites you, we can help. All you have to do is get on a call with somebody on my team that's going to rock your world. By going to rockthomas.com forward slash VIP call, we are there to help you rock your money and your life. So what are you waiting for? Go to rockthomas.com forward slash VIP call and let's get started today. Mike Simmons is a real estate investor, a podcaster, and a speaker who was personally invited to share the stage with Gary Vaynerchuk at his 2021 conference in Miami Gardens, Florida in 2018. After years of searching for his true calling in life, he broke the mold of fear and allowed himself to just start. As he says, you don't have to be great to start. You have to start to be great. Because of this, he has been able to speak into people who are battling against the fear that once consumed them. And so many people have fears, doubts, and worries. And Mike, his true passion is helping people overcome that and realize that their unlimited potential in life and in business is up to them, and he is gonna show you how. Let's get to my conversation with Mike Simmons. Welcome, Mike, I'm thrilled to have you here. I'm excited to be here, thank you for having me, I appreciate it. Now, you have done some really cool stuff. You've been personally invited on stage with Gary Vaynerchuk, that's not, everybody can say that. Uh, a lot of people cannot say that, you're right. I've, I've been fortunate to be with some really, uh, a couple of really big folks, Gary was one of them, and. If you want, I can, I'm happy to tell you the story of how that went down. It was kind of very Gary Vaynerchuk-esque, uh, the way it went down. But yeah, I was, I was uh, with him a couple of years ago in Miami at his Agent 2021 conference. And what happened? So, you know, I reached out to Gary. Uh, it was one of the, I, I'm, a, I'm a fan of his. I listen to his stuff. And I know he's all about like, just pick up the phone and like, just call people. Just do it. Don't, don't worry about it. So I didn't pick up the phone, but I DM'd him uh, on a couple of different platforms and said, hey, man, I'd love to have you on my show. You're a huge inspiration in my podcast. And he didn't write me back. Um, but a couple of days later, I get an email from Gainer, uh, VaynerMedia. And they're like, hey, uh, we're having this um, event, Agent 2021 in Miami. And Gary would love to have you come and speak at the event. So <laughs> it's very strange. He didn't reach out personally, but his team did. And then I had a chance to chat one with them when I was there. And like I said, share the stage with them. So it was a really cool uh, kind of surreal situation to just, but it, it kind of, you know, it really uh, lends to the, to the point that if you take action and just, just do things, things you'll, you'll kick up dust. Like things will happen as a result of that. You know, it's like, the puddle in the pond, you know, there's a ripple effect to everything you do and you don't know what it's going to be. So go do things and, and, and watch that ripple effect. 
floppy success, right? Is take some action. Something's going to happen because so many people are waiting for the perfect moment. They don't want to be offended, hurt, rejected, embarrassed and all that. So yeah, be a little bit more bold in your life. It'll go along a long way. I agree with that. So you're a real estate guy and you're a podcaster, a speaker, and a lot of people today are, I would say, wanting to do any one of those things and do it well. So let's talk about how awesome you are. This is not a time for you to be bashful. Uh, Brag on yourself a little bit of how you've done really well in those different areas. I'd love to hear it. Okay. Yeah, sure. Um, And everything, like you said, sloppy success. It's not without my share of mistakes, but in real estate, you know, I, I did, I did some things really well, some things really not so well. In the beginning, when I decided I wanted to be a real estate investor, it took me five years to get the courage and feel like I had enough information to actually do it. And that I regret that. But once I did it and took action, uh, I, I got kind of addicted to being an entrepreneur. I got addicted to the ability to control my own destiny, to take control of my own life. In my younger years, and I was in corporate for 20 years, I, I did not start off as a young entrepreneur. But what in my younger years, I kind of let the river take me you know, where, where it wanted to. I wasn't directing much of what was happening to me. I was sort of going along for the ride. And at some point, I just decided I was going to take control of my own life. And, and I was going to kind of be the author of my own book. And I started down this real estate path. And I, you know, one thing I have on my side is I'm not, uh, I'm not afraid of risk. I'm, I'm very comfortable with taking risks. And so I started taking massive action and, and not taking a lot of necessarily risk, but taking a lot of action. And a lot of people consider that risky, right? I started making offers on houses. How scary is that, right? And I had to raise money and find where I was going to get the money to buy these houses. And once I bought a house and started renovating it, like you see on TV, these house flippers, I had one. I was still making offers. Like I was out there making tons of offers and really trying to trying to make something happen for myself. And I did that for a while and I had some success locally in my market. I was considered a very successful real estate investor. I was speaking at these, these real estate meetups and I was you know, getting in front of the group and talking and people were coming and seeking my advice. And I felt like I had really done something big. Um, then I realized I, I sort of had created a new job for myself. As much as I liked it, everything depended on me and I really wasn't sure how to get out of that situation. Um, so around that time, I started my podcast because I wanted to help give back a little bit. When I started out in real estate, I was nervous to ask questions. I honestly felt self-conscious about not knowing a lot of things. So I kind of held my tongue and I had to learn things the hard way because I was afraid to ask for help. And so I created my podcast as a way to answer questions that I know for a fact new investors have. Things that they're afraid to ask and also things they don't even know to ask. They don't know them yet. So I created the podcast for that reason. And in doing that, right, in, in, in creating that podcast and putting myself out there, a lot of people came into my life that changed my life. And a few of those were other investors from around the country that I had not had the opportunity to meet because they weren't in my local market, but they heard the podcast or I, they were introduced to me uh, by someone who did listen to the podcast. And I started talking to some of these folks from around the country who were doing much bigger things than I was doing. Their vision of what they could achieve was far beyond what I was thinking at the time that I could achieve. And so I always tell people when you're standing on the ground and it's a clear day and there's no trees or buildings, you know, you could probably see for a mile or two. I don't know how long the human eye can see, but if you get on top of a skyscraper, 
you can see so much farther. And I feel like when I had surra started surrounding myself with the right people, uh, I was able to see so much further. I could see as far as they could see or beyond. And, and so the podcast helped me help people, but honestly, just a happy coincidence, it, I was able to help myself by being introduced and having people brought into my life that I never would have met otherwise. And, and that's been huge for me. And that success has now given me the opportunity to write a book. It's given me an opportunity to be comfortable. Like if I would have reached out to Gary Vaynerchuk and he would have said, Hey, let's come, come talk at agent 2021. I would have never done it if I had not gotten to that point in my life by starting the podcast, meeting the people I met, talking in front of Ria's because I had a little bit of a, of a, of a momentum in my own market. And then speaking on kind of increasingly bigger stages, it's all a progression, but it all starts with that decision, the decision to start my real estate investing company, and then the decision to start my podcast. And, and everything is sort of a wellspring from that point. Yeah. And Just Start Real Estate is the name of your podcast. And it makes sense because it's literally what you did. You got started and then you got momentum and then you got to meet some different people. Your confidence went up. And I think a lot of people don't recognize that. They think that people like you did it overnight. Uh, you took five years, Frick, to just think about it and to poke at it and look at it and yeah. circle the wagons until you made a decision. But it's often like that for a lot of people. You started with single family homes. Tell us a little bit what your portfolio looks like today. Okay. Uh, so I started off and I, my journey is, is I've taken some twists and turns. Uh, I started off as a house flipper and I did that for about six years. Flipped houses. I was flipping um, about 20 to 24 houses a year. Uh, at one point at the end of those six years. And, and I had a little uh, a life uh, business altering event and, and some folks that I relied on in my business kind of let me down to say the least. And there's a whole story in there too. We could talk forever about that. But the bottom line is I was left without a contracting crew, somebody who could do my flips, who could do the work inside the house. And the realtor that I was relying heavily on at the time to bring me deals and to help me vet them out and give me some idea of what they would sell for at the end of the day, really kind of let me down in a big way that wasn't recoverable. So I was faced with the, the, uh, the, the necessity or the need to find a new team. Uh, but I was still getting deals in organically and some, through some of my own efforts. Uh, so when that happened, I switched my model over. I stopped flipping houses so much and started wholesaling because I didn't have a crew. I didn't have a realtor. I was getting opportunities and I would just take those opportunities and sell them off to other house flippers and landlords. So I started wholesaling at that point. Um, and that's about the time that I started, I joined a mastermind and I started meeting some folks that were farther down the road than I were, uh, than I was. And they could kind of give me the benefit of hindsight. Can you imagine if you had the benefit of hindsight, you know, when you're starting something out, you could have someone who'd already been there and done that, tell you everything that went right and wrong in their business that you're trying to emulate. So that's what I did. And when I did that, that's when everything took off. And that's really kind of where my book starts is at that point when I switched my model, joined a mastermind, surrounded myself with the right people and everything started to take off for me. And, and my business went from doing a couple of deals a month to doing 10 to 14 deals every single month. And every, everything that I did is in the book. And, and it's, it's, you know, people might be surprised. It's not a book filled with software and tools and things that, you, that I use in my business, although those are important. It was really more about a mindset shift from 
And I had this weird circular logic before I started hiring people. And it was that I'm not big enough to hire someone. My, my, my company is too small to hire, but I'll never get big enough to hire without help. So it's like this weird circular logic. So when I changed my mindset and realized not only did I need to start building my team, I needed systems and processes that were repeatable, that I could, that I could train people toward. Because at that point I was doing a couple deals a month and every deal I did was a brand new adventure for me. I would go out and I would pick new materials and I had no process. It was just like I was restarting a new business every time I did it. So once I got around people who had a little bit more of a business minded approach to their, to their company, I started creating systems and processes and bringing people onto my team that were better than me at certain things. And I always tell people, a question I get all the time is, how do I know who to hire first? How do I know what position to hire for, how to hire? And I always say, look at your business and, and determine and try to be objective and say, where are the bottlenecks? Where am I holding up the progress of my business? Where, where are things sort of like getting clogged? And also, what do I not like doing? Because what you don't like doing in your business, chances are you're bad at it. You're not doing a good job. And, and that's probably where the, where the bottlenecks are happening too, frankly. So for me in my business, my first hire was someone that I call transaction coordinator. A transaction coordinator in my business takes all the paperwork and all the details of each deal, gets them to the title company and works with the title company to get that deal to the closing table. I am not good at that role because I don't like details. I'm not a detail oriented person. So things slip through the cracks with me and I forget to call people back. And so I needed someone to help me with the details. And that was the first person I hired. Second person I hired was a salesperson. I'm not the best salesperson in the world. I'm competent. I'm okay. Like I'm passable. But a truly great salesperson is a completely different thing than someone who does it because it's their business and they have to because it's a seat that they have to fill. But when you fill a seat with someone who belongs in that seat, wow, you know, things can really, can really change. And that's what happened for me. Yeah, that's a lot of great points, a lot of nuggets there. So you guys may have to re-listen to that part there because that's half of a career in four minutes. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, so thanks for sharing. Or just get your book. And your book is called Level Jumping? It's called Level Jumping. And I know that may not be intuitive what that means. It's a little bit of an abstract thing. But I, I truly think that when I surrounded myself with the right people and when I started, uh, you know, they always say you're, well, you're the sum or the average of the five people that you hang out with. I started hanging out with different people and I started having a different view, viewpoint on things. And once I did that and I sat with people who were maybe three or four years farther down the road than I was, and they could look back at where I am and say, hey, I was there three or four years ago. And these are the steps I took to get where I am. And by the way, these are the things that I did that really crashed and burned, that slowed me down. Don't do those things, right? When I did that, I felt like I didn't just go to the next level, which people talk about. I was able to skip levels because I was using their hindsight, their experience, their lessons learned and applying it to my, the growth of my company. So I felt like I was like, you know, when you're a kid or whatever, and you're going upstairs and you can skip a couple of stairs and you go up. Yeah. That's what I was doing. I wasn't taking it one stair at a time. I was jumping up multiple levels by utilizing that knowledge. Thanks and ladders, man. Take the ladder up, exactly, right? Exactly. Exactly <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, some young people are going, what is that? <laughs> you and I know. <laughs> I know. Yeah, we do. So let's talk a little bit about how that shaped your identity, because I talk a lot about the I am movement, the words that follow, I am follow you. And you talked about, you know, looking out over the horizon and standing on a skyscraper, talked about the first five years, you weren't sure. 
How, if you think back, how did you evolve? Who are you today? How do you see yourself today versus maybe when you were beginning? How did you, what was your inner narrative like? Yeah. So you mentioned the just start concept that I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of. I'm, I'm really fanatical about that, the just start thing. I know that there's a ton of power in just starting something. Now, I'm not, I'm not delusional. I realize starting doesn't mean you're going to finish. I get that. But the, there's so many people that I know that have sat on the sidelines for years, maybe their whole life, and they regret that they never actually tried. So, so I'm a big fan of just starting. And, and when I was younger, before, I, you know, when I was starting out, like I told you, I, I feel like I was kind of moving along with the current of the river. And, and I have kids now that are a little older, and I talk to them about this all the time. I tell them, you know, if you don't make decisions for your life, if you don't take control of your life and you direct it by implementing and, and, and executing on ideas, then life will make decisions for you. You will almost never like the decisions that life makes for you outside of your control. So it's on you to take control of your own life or life will just put you where it wants to put you. And it's rarely where you want to be. So the difference in me is, I really just sort of, and you know, people who let life just sort of carry them along the stream also tend to blame everybody else for what's going on with them. And, and it's always somebody else's fault. It's, it's the president, it's the, it's where they live. It's how they grew up. It's their parents. It's their, you know, their job. It's, it's always something. It's something that they're blaming outside themselves. And I'm a big fan of Jocko Willink, if anyone knows who that is and extreme ownership, the concept of, of extreme ownership. And, and that basically in a nutshell, extreme ownership is everything that happens is your fault. If it's good, it is your, it's your doing. If it's bad, it's on you. Well, somebody ran into me with their car. Listen, this isn't about blaming other people, right? You take, you take ownership for what you do and what you control in your life. And that's the difference in me. I honestly didn't take ownership when I was younger. I, it I also of, gives you the power. When you take ownership. Exactly. Exactly. There is, you know, you can be afraid, you can shrink back from having ownership of everything and it's all your fault, or you can look at it as good. Finally, I am in control. I'm not just letting things happen to me. And there's a big difference in that. And, and that was, that's probably the biggest shift in my life. I went from someone who didn't take ownership and tended to maybe blame other things, even if I didn't realize I was doing it to someone who says, it's all me, it's all on me, but that's okay. I'm glad I'm excited about that because I'm sick of letting the world just sort of drag me along in the direction it wants to. Yeah. I, I think it's a really valid and important point that is not taught in our society, but this whole concept around not being a victim and life happening for you, not to you and extreme ownership and, and getting an ROI on everything that happens to you. Yep. I was in a little fender bender once and I ended up turning that person into a client because the way I responded to the event, they were like, you have such a great attitude. And I'm like, it happened. Yeah. Both of us are safe. Yep. There's nothing we can do. I choose to be grateful and I choose to move forward. How about you? You're like, what do you do for a living? Long story short, it led to, you know, a coaching client. So I really like the fact that you brought that up and that's a great, great book. And so you've, you've got a podcast. What is, and I just wanted to get to the end. What does your portfolio look like now? Just to give people context, what do you own? Yeah. So, uh, I own, I have a, a portfolio of 20 rentals that I own. 
uh, single family homes. Um, and that's, to me, that's, I, I do that. It's a, it's a byproduct of my, of my, my wholesaling business because I get a lot of opportunities and leads that come along and, and, and opportunities to buy houses. So I sort of cherry pick the ones that make sense for me. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a slow roll. Um, I have a, a partnership with, uh, with a local, uh, company that, um, deals with, uh, basically they, they need, um, homes, they're government funded homes for people that need assistance. And, uh, I, I go out and find properties for them and partner with them on some stuff. So that's, you know, it's kind of a, you know, it's, it's a, it's an investment for me for sure. And I make money, but it's also a giving back thing because I'm providing homes for people that, you know, desperately need a, a clean, safe environment. And so I'm helping work with that company to provide those. So now being where you are and gone through this evolution, are you, do you consider yourself like you have a pretty free schedule? We talk about 100 percenter when your fixed expenses are covered by your passive income. Oh, Would yeah. you? Yeah. yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely at a point now. And you say a lot of free time. There's another aspect to that. How much am I taking on? How many new things am I starting? You know, I, I have a little bit of entrepreneurial sickness, I'll admit. Um, so I stay very, very busy. But my main source of income, the where my money comes from, doesn't require me to be involved in it day to day. Right. So now that you're there, have you found that your focus shifts from not only building stuff for yourself, but always wanting, but wanting to help people? And this is where the book and the podcast came from, a sense Definitely. of fulfillment by, you know, letting people jump levels. Definitely. I, you know, I, I answer the, there's certain questions that I answer all the time in regard to my, my business and the growth of it and things like that. Um, and so for me, writing a book was a really, it's, it's pretty therapeutic, honestly, too, to put all everything that you've kind of done and you've learned over the years in a book. But yeah, I mean, the podcast was started years ago. I started back in 2013, purely as an endeavor to help those introverted people who are self-conscious about asking questions in front of groups to give them somewhere to go to get an answer. Um, and so that's how that was born. And the book, yeah, was just me wanting to be able to answer a question on a larger scale for folks that are struggling with, you know, I, I say that I talk about this um, specifically in the book, but it, it's something I experienced in my own life. When I was in corporate, uh, we, I was in the automotive industry. I'm, I'm in Michigan, so it's heavily automotive. And I was in that industry for a while, and I would work at companies where they would take the best engineer in the engineering department, and they would do the worst thing you can do to that person. They would make them the engineering manager. And oh, yeah. They would soon find out they were a phenomenal engineer and they were a horrible manager. And so what happens to a lot of people who are kind of a one-man band or a solo operator inside of their company is you get really, really, really good at being an operator of someone who's uh, in the trenches, finding deals, making offers, flipping properties, whatever it is you're doing in the industry. They get really good technically at that. And then when they try to grow and build a team and they remove themselves, now they're a leader. They're trying to to train, inspire, and lead people. And that is totally different than actually doing the work. So what I'm trying to help people with is whether you have a team of one or a team of 10 or 20 or whatever it is, there's a difference between being a solo operator and having a team that you're trying to kind of instill your knowledge and your enthusiasm for being in that company. And I, I made many mistakes when I started hiring people and I burned people out. I treated them like, like they were, had the same incentive as me, like they were a partner. I dumped a lot of work on them. I didn't give them a lot of um, 
not credit, but I didn't give them any really praise or, or reassurance that they're doing a good job. I just kept dumping stuff on them and, and I burned people out because well, we also weren't trained on how to lead a team. It's no, a skill set and you, you got to like the E-Myth is a great book and there's different books you can learn about the different personality types to get, like you said before, the right person on the right seat on the bus totally. where they can, their gifts can shine and they can feel really good and not drained by doing shit they don't like. Totally. So, it is a different skill set. And for people who just kind of do everything in their business, there's a shift that has to take place. So that's what I try to help people with. Yeah. So um, just start real estate podcast. They can get you there. Yep. They, where can they get your book? Uh, you can go to Amazon and just type in uh, level jumping. You can get it there. But for, for, I didn't talk about this before we started, uh, but, but for your audience, if someone really, really wants to get it and they just don't have the, the nine bucks, if they text the words, just start to five, five, four, 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 they can get a free digital download of the book. So that's I'll, amazing I'll to your, to your group. That's awesome. I appreciate that very much. So Let's finish off our session. The time is flowing already uh, with who you are today. Like, how do you see yourself today? What's your identity? That's a really good question. I've never asked that before. It's a new one. Um, I, I look at my identity first as I'm a dad. I just do. I'm, I'm super into my kids. It's super important to me to be a role model. Uh, I write it in the book and the dedication. Everything I do, everything that I build or grow, or it's all to just, really make my kids proud. It, honestly, I, I'm, I'm constantly trying to, to be a role model for my kids and show them that you can take control of your life. Whether you, even if you work a nine to five, there's a lot of things you can take control of in your life. You don't have to be an entrepreneur necessarily, but you can take control. So number, first and foremost, I'm a dad uh, and, a, and, and a husband also. And, and after that, someone who truly understands that everything everything that I am or will be is, is under my control. I, I'm in control of me. Beautiful. And I don't know if you've said this before, but it seems right for you is you don't have to be good to start, but you do have to start to be good. <laughs> That's and, true. Uh, I like that saying. I do like that saying. I know that saying, and I, I like it a lot. It does resonate with me. Definitely something yeah. that I can get behind. So guys, thanks for joining us for another podcast. You've been listening to Mike Simmons, who has his own podcast. You should check it out and go check out his book. And if you're just starting in that place where you're like, man, I can't scrape nine bucks together, they can text just start at 55444. Text just start and I'll get you a free digital download. Very nice of you. Thank you. Sometimes people are just in that place, but if you want more, follow him, learn from him and Mike, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. So that's it for today's episode of Rock Your Money, Rock Your Life. Head on over to iTunes and subscribe to the show. Then head on over to rockyourmoneyrockyourlife.com and pick up a copy of Rock's free gift so you too can reach your financial potential, enjoy extraordinary success, and live the life you've imagined. Join us on the next episode.